Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Rush Nation, it's the dawning of a new era. Do not despair, Murph and Stocks are alive and well. This is the first episode of what I hope will be many episodes of the Five Yard College podcast. I am Tom Scott. I am joined by a familiar voice on the Five Yard Rush podcast. Ash, how are we doing, man? I am very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Really excited to uh, to be involved in this new venture. Yeah, let's hope it's the first of, of many to come. Um Hopefully we'll have listeners <laughs> taking part in this as well as just us two. Um, why are we here? Well, we are here to offer the UK NFL fans a look into the, the college football scene. Um, a, a lot of the UK are obviously NFL fans, but not many of them are. Well, a lot of them are aware of the college football, but not they don't have a great deal of understanding and a lot of them don't follow it themselves. And, in all honesty, it's arguably just as big in America as the NFL, purely due to the, how many teams there are and just how much of the country it actually, um, it actually involves. What you've um, done there, Ash, is, is you've just described me in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> I think there are many, many fans like me who want to get into the college game, uh, but their knowledge of the college game comes purely from the draft process and looking at individuals in the lead up to the draft. And I guess what we can do is, is offer that all season round. And hopefully you're going to teach me a few things about teams around the country and who to support possibly as well, because at the minute 
my allegiance is up for grabs. So by the end of this season, I guarantee Ash there will be a college team that I'm that I'm following. Excellent. That's what that's what we uh, like to hear, and hopefully we get there. And it's the right team, but we'll we'll get on to that later. Um, yeah, it, it it can be very daunting for for a relatively new NFL follower in the UK to re, to even look at the college game and not just decide on a team, but decide on what to watch. Obviously, over here we are we are limited to um, as most of you know BT Sport, um, which shows primarily the the larger games. Um, so just a, a little a little breakdown. I'm not going to go into too much detail. We'll, we'll cover it in a future episodes in a bit more detail. But uh, essentially, the college game involves um, the NCAA, uh, National Collegiate Athletic Association. Um, and then within there, uh, there are various divisions. Um, the biggest one being the um, FBS, uh, football, the Football Bowl Subdivision. They're all a lot of tongue twisters. And within that, there's 124 teams across 11 divisions. They are the largest teams. Then there's um, what we call the the Power Five divisions, which are the essentially the top dogs, uh, the teams that you'll often see on BT um, in the news. If you follow any American football apps, um, even NFL.com, they do cover a small portion of um, college ball, um, but. Primarily, they were. These are the teams that you're going to see, and these are the teams that we'll see over here and watch. And they are the top teams, so it's understandable that you do. But much like the English football tier, there are um, divisions under uh, the FBS. There's actually three additionals uh, under there: the subdivision Div Two and Div Three. So there's there's hundreds and hundreds of uh, college teams uh, within the <laughs> within America. And I guess that's that's one of the scariest things about getting started, isn't there? That there's just so much of it. And over in America, it's tantamount to a religion, your college team. And often we see players in the league who have who have been maybe to two, three franchises at NFL level, but they, they still have this sort of unbreakable tie to, the, to their college team. And, and that never seems seems to go away. So I guess what we've got is we've got a situation where American fans are, are incredibly passionate about it, but the players too. And I think that the next step for UK fans is to start to in start to integrate into into that as well. Yeah, I think for the from the American fans' perspective, um, there is own there is only a limited number of NFL teams, but most cities and towns in America have a a college team of some sort, so they're supporting their local team, albeit some of them have stadiums over 100,000 which is is bigger than a lot of NFL stadiums um, but also the players they live and breathe that college for minimum three years and some of them longer so they don't just play for a team they they that is their life for the for the early part of their of their adulthood and I suppose for the majority of college players that could be where their their career in football ends as well. We know that there's only 255 draft places per year, so there are thousands of individuals for whom the careers end when the senior year ends. Yeah, that's it. That that is their career done. And like we say, just in the FBS, the top division of NC of uh, collegiate football, there's 124 teams. You've got minimum 50 players on each of those, and like you say, there's only 255. 255 draft slots so yeah a lot a lot of players will shine in college and then that's it they're done now one of the um 
a little segue into your allegiance now. One of the colleges that seems to always have players in the in the top picks um, is Ohio State. Now, your team in the NFL is the Steelers. So I was a little yes. bit surprised to see that you were uh, marrying that with, with Ohio State because obviously your two of your AFC North rivals are in there in the state of Ohio, Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. So how, how did you get to this position where you're following the Steelers on a Sunday, but Ohio State on a Saturday? Yeah, I, looking back on it, it was an interesting decision. And I'll be completely honest, I, I didn't really take it into account. So I started really watching college football, I'd say two, three years ago now. Um, and I've been following the NFL for a, a, about eight, I believe. Um, and my friend um, is a Michigan fan. Okay, I'll see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the first games that I watched was Michigan versus Ohio State. Um, and I knew he was a Michigan fan, so I cheered on Ohio State. And then it just so happened that I sort of fell into continuing to watch their games um, and, and and eventually, yeah, became a fan a, a couple of months later. And obviously, I always, I, 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 I'm not an idiot. I always knew that Ohio and... and obviously Cleveland and, and Cincinnati, but I I try and keep the two separate until the draft. And then obviously then you have to merge them together because you've got the college players coming into the NFL. But yeah, I, I treat it completely separately. It's, it's, it's an odd one because a, a lot like we, a lot of Americans have two teams because they've got an NFL team and then they've got a collegiate team. Some of them just have one or the other. Most of them just have a, a collegiate team. But yeah, it, it's, it's a rare occurrence. You, you wouldn't see that over here in, in some respects, some teams, it's like having a, a local team. Like I live in Yeovil, so I could potentially follow Yeovil and then actually support a, a premiership team at the same time. It's, it's almost like that, but obviously with it being so different over there and so separated, um, yeah, it's, I've never really sort of seen it as a major issue. I'm sure some Americans probably would if they, uh, if they listen to this, but <laughs> And we, we, we probably should clarify for, for some of our listeners, you know, others when they heard that your friend was a Michigan fan and you jumped straight to Ohio State, they would have seen where we were going with that. But other listeners might not necessarily know that that's possibly one of maybe even the biggest rivalry in the collegiate game, is it not? Uh, yes, it is. It is definitely up there as one of the top rivalries, I'd say. The Big Ten Conference, which both of those teams are in, which is one of the the Power Five, which I mentioned earlier, um, has Michigan, Ohio State, and then it's also got Penn State, Michigan State, um, and a couple of other teams who are also quite quite big teams. But Michigan, Ohio is probably up there, along with unsurprisingly Michigan and Michigan State. Um, if you if you think about Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester United, Manchester City, it's along it's at that sort of level. Um, over over there, basically. Yeah, I was I was reading Urban Meyer's book um, earlier during the lockdown, and saw that he doesn't refer to Michigan by name once in the book. Um, yeah. He always refers to them. I think it's as as, as that team in blue or, or whatever it might be. Um, yes. So that just goes to show how how deep that that rivalry runs. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna do a lot of, of uh, educating me this season I'm, I'm going to learn a whole lot from you one thing that that I have done in the past in the last few years is take a sort of a dive into some of the players coming through into the draft process what I'm really excited about this is we've we've got the chance now to look at players throughout their 
maybe their junior or, or senior years and start to pick yeah. out some guys that not only are going to go in the, the first couple of rounds of the draft proper, but also um, players that you should be looking out for when it comes to rookie drafts in your dynasty leagues uh, for fantasy football as well. So we've talked about Ohio State. Um, let's talk about the, their QB, Justin Fields, because there are a lot of people that are very excited about this guy, and, and I imagine you are too. Um, yes. we're, we're going to sort of look at each position over the next few episodes and, and we're going to plant our flag with a quarterback. And, and it's only right that you do it with Ohio State's quarterback, Justin Fields. So tell me why this guy is being talked about as a top three draft pick. He is in every sense. Probably, he's near enough the complete package, in my opinion, at least anyway. Um, and not only because I'm an Ohio State fan, but if you look at many, many of the pundits out there, they're already touting him as one of the top QBs in this draft alongside Trevor Lawrence of uh, Clemson Tigers. But he is, he is the definition of a dual threat quarterback. He has drawn comparisons to Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. And obviously we've seen how they have both, what they've done in the NFL with not only their arms, but their feet. Um, and I think the the most fascinating thing about it for me is he only transferred to Ohio um, the, the year before last, but last year was his first season there from, from the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, and the reason he did that is because in his freshman year, he sat behind Jake Froome and, and didn't see very much action at all, um, aside from in the blowout games. But on, in his first year, he, he really did, and he really did light, light the league up. Um, over 3,200 passing yards and 41 touchdowns, along with 10 touchdowns on the ground, and he only threw three interceptions. I mean, those stats really do speak for themselves, don't they? I mean, you, yeah. you could present that stat line to, to any fan of the NFL and, and they'd be interested. I've watched a little bit of Justin Fields' tape after after you sort of said that you were, you were going to do a bit of a dive into him. And one thing that surprised me is you said he's a dual threat quarterback, but I noticed a significant difference compared with maybe a Josh Allen. Um, whereas I think, although he's a dual threat, Fields is still very much a pass first quarterback. Um, we see some designed running plays in the red zone, maybe, which might account for those uh, 10 rushing touchdowns. Um, yes. In terms of where the NFL is going with these mobile quarterbacks, where does where does Justin Fields fit compared with some of, some of the mobile guys, guys that we've seen coming through? It's tough to say that he is on Lamar Jackson's level because of what we saw last season. Uh, but I would I would say he's a level above Kyler Murray, um, but he's probably somewhere in between the two, in my opinion, because like you say, not only does he have that running ability, he is incredibly smart when it comes to the ball and his decision making, and he has the arm strength and accuracy to back it up. He isn't one of those, um, oh, I can throw it, but I'm a lot better on my feet. He's actually a better passer of the ball, in my opinion, but he just has that mobility and the sense to get out when he needs to. But like you say, the Ohio offensive scheme has done him wonders, that just the way that it's set up um, and allowed him to thrive. But yeah, I, that would be me. I'd say somewhere at the moment between Murray and Jackson, but it's always diff- difficult to say with these types of players. But just on his pure talent alone, I, I can't see him failing. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> You've jinxed him. I have. Uh- I mean, there there will be 
Carolina fans, Jacksonville fans, uh, teams that are expected to be at the top of the draft order, when they hear somebody described as sort of similar to or, or on a par with Kyler Murray, who might not even be the first quarterback off the board in the draft next April. I mean, that's going to get some fans really excited. Yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if he does go first. Depending on obviously depends on what happened this happens this season. Um, we saw it last year with Tua. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his surname, but Tua, who obviously, um, obviously went to the Dolphins in this draft. Before last season started, he was easily the number one quarterback to be drafted. And, an in, and a couple of injuries derailed that. And he ended up second quarterback? Or was he third? Second. So Herbert, yeah. Herbert went at six, didn't yeah, he? So her, yeah, so, so he ended up number two. Obviously, it's one drop, but being the second quarterback off the ball rather than the first, it, it can be a lot of difference, especially in terms of money. Now, as we sit here today, in my personal opinion, Trevor Lawrence will be the first quarterback off the board, but we could be sat here in, what is it now, eight months, nine months' time and, and waiting for the draft, and, and it could be Fields' name. It just all depends on what happens this year. Yeah, so it's it's strange to see someone in Trevor Lawrence who's sort of been anointed number one overall pick from his freshman year. It's it's incredibly rare that we see that. And there have been fans of, of the NFL who have been expecting this to come for some time. Uh, I thought it'd be a little bit lazy of me to plant my flag next to Trevor Lawrence. So I've gone for a bit of a wild card. Um, someone who's picking up a lot of attention in the off season, and that's Trey Lance at North Dakota State. And Ash, it's safe to say that I've really fallen for the hype with this guy. He's got a huge game week one against Oregon, possibly the, the toughest fixture he'll, he'll face all year. So just to give uh, some of the listeners some stats, if, if they're less familiar, uh, he, he did throw for less than 3,000 yards last year, but he rushed for over 1,042 total touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a pass completion percentage of 66.9%, which was actually better than, than Trevor Lawrence's. Now, I've watched a lot of tape, and there are things that really excite me with Trey Lance, and there are still a couple of question marks that I have going into this season. But one thing that I have to say is I really enjoy watching this guy play. Um, what do you know about him? And can he be a first-round pick? Yes, he can, but I don't think he will declare this year. Right. Last year, last year was his first year as a starter, um, and and you, right, and you are right. He he looks very very good. I will be completely honest. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch a great deal of tape on him, but what I have seen, he's been very impressive. It also helps as well that he is playing for the same um, college that obviously Carson Wentz came from. Um, that that gives you a bit of an edge as it as it is, just purely because of obviously Wentz going where he did uh, but no he does look very good um, but one year starter going into his second year with Fields and uh, um, Lawrence and a couple of other quarterbacks coming out this year I personally think he will stay another year and it, I think it will be the right move um, there's no doubt in my mind uh, as, as I said before depending on what happens this season but as we stand right now I think if he waited until 2022 I'd be surprised if he wasn't the first quarterback or the first overall off the board. And as a New York Jets fan who's proudly wearing his Sam Darnold jersey tonight, um, there is a quarterback in New York wearing green who possibly might regret 
going into the NFL as early as he did um, and has certainly faced some struggles in his in his early years. So a lot can be said for for taking that that extra year and, and staying in the college game. Now I've got to say that North Dakota State playing the FCS, mm-hmm. the the football championship. Um, uh, the S has escaped me. Yeah, yeah. Subdivision, subdivision. Yeah. Yes, that's um, it. Yeah. So the so they play in the FCS, which is almost sort of the the, the second tier of, of football in the college game. Do you think like that championship con- does that does that hurt his stock because of because of the sort of teams that he's coming up against? Yes, yes, it will in one sense, but you can't deny talent. And Carson Wentz showed that going number two overall, playing in that division, not being inside the the FBS, the top division, and, uh, and the Power Five has will have a negative effect against any sort of player. But talent wins out nine times out of ten, and there are that many scouts for the NFL that I don't think it will have a massive impact on him, to be honest with you. So you don't expect him to look for a transfer, maybe? Do you think he's staying at North Dakota? No, I, I think he will stay at North Dakota because they, they gave him a chance straight off the bat, and what he's already done there... Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd be surprised. I think he'll do this year. He'll 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 do his senior year, and then and then he'll declare. Okay. Well, I'm definitely planting my flag next to him. If he doesn't declare for the draft, then then I've wasted some time watching tape. But I'm I'm sure going to have some fun watching it because from what I've seen so far, this this guy's electric. Um, he's certainly your dual threat quarterback. He's not your sort of Lamar Jackson style runner because Lamar Jackson is so so fluid in the way that he moves. Trey Lance sometimes looks very north south in his in his designed runs, and yeah. I, I see I've seen a lot of two tight end sets from North Dakota State. So sometimes it's almost as a, a wildcat play. He's, he's sort of coming coming at it as as a direct snap, like like a running back might. Um, now I mentioned before Ash that I'm a Jets fan and. My journey to, to becoming a New York Jet was a trip to New York, some spare dollars in my wallet, and a trip to the sports shop. And amongst a sea of blue, because it wasn't long after the Giants had won the Super Bowl, there was a little corner of green. And forever wanting to be uh, the hipster, I decided to go and buy myself a, a New York Jets hoodie rather than a, a Giants hoodie. And I'm not saying I regret that decision, but at the same time, it's led to a lot of heartache <laughs> over the years. So what I'm going to do with, with with the college game is I'm definitely going to be looking for a team in the FBS in the in sort of in the in the top tier of college football because I'm going to be able to watch them on a Saturday on on BT Sport or maybe on ESPN Player, um, and I'm going to be able to to see them regularly and hopefully pick a team that that might win something. So your challenge this year, Ash, is uh, you, you've got to you've got to sell a team to me. And anytime we have a guest on the show, we're going to try and get them to to sell their college to me as well. Now there's over 120 teams to choose from. So how you decide how we're gonna how we're gonna work that out is is totally up to you. Yeah, but it'd be nice to have sort of a, a, a knockout system where where we have a winner at the, at the end of proceedings. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Um, obviously, as you said, I think FBS is the logical step to take. Um, and we could we could look at, at different sort of conferences and or two completely different teams from different conferences or, or focus on one in particular. But yeah, I've got a few different ideas and um, we'll, we'll definitely be picking up that up as we as we get further into the episodes. 
Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. Yeah, me too. And I think sort of leaving it, well, almost leaving it up to somebody else to to sort of decide for me, putting it in the hands of the gods is quite exciting as well. So um, anybody listening who, who's still looking for a reason to keep on listening, um, at the very least, you're going to hear me pick a team by by the end of this season. Yeah, potentially, potentially the, the the listeners can help us as well with uh, with their recommendations and reasons for for picking a particular team. Do you know what? That's something I haven't thought about, but that would be great if they can start to sort of tweet in and, and ask for um, teams that they they'd sort of like us to cover or, or teams that they'd like us to sell. That that would be brilliant. Um, so obviously, when when we do that, when we're trying to um, figure out who I should support as of as of next season. We're going to be focusing a lot on the on the FBS and, and, and the big teams, the big schools, your Alabamas, Floridas, Ohio State, Michigan. We're going to be looking at, at, at the big teams. But there are always some some lower school guys that, that come through maybe lower division or small school and and they shine at the next level. You've got a quarterback for me that sounds yeah. quite exciting. And it's a guy and a college that I have never heard of. So <laughs> tell me all about Rogan Wells. Yes. So Rogan Wells out of uh, Valdosta State Blazers. Now, don't ask me where Valdosta is because I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are, though, a, they're actually a Div 2 team. Um, so they're two divisions um, below um, the, the main one. Um, so I've really sort of dug down deep to to get this one for the first episode. I thought I'd throw one out that um, I, I suspect that a few people may know who he is because although he's in Div 2, he is probably the main guy in the Div 2. However, okay. the, the, the track record of Division 2 players in the NFL, let alone Division 2 quarterbacks, isn't amazing. Um you, the only real standout quarterback in recent memory is uh, Luis Perez, um, who, uh, forgive me, I can't remember the college he was at, um, but he was at a Div 2 school. Um, and he went undrafted, but he spent time in uh, the Rams, the Eagles and the Lions training camp. Um, he didn't make it to a roster. Uh, so he's he's sort of been the, the, the closest in recent memory to making it to the NFL from Division 2. Um, but Rogan Wells, everything he's shown so far, he looks, he is a, a clear standout. I, in my opinion, he should be playing higher than Division II. Um, for whatever reason, he's not transferred. He's not been He's not been offered a transfer. I mean, he may well have been and rejected it. Um, but he's, um, since he took up the starter's job in 2018, just in his first year as a starter, um, he redshirted most of 2017 until right right at the end. Um, but in 2018, he finished with just over 3,000 passing yards, 38 touchdowns and only four interceptions. And again, he is another dual threat quarterback. But at this time, it's, he's 6'3 at the same time. However, when he moves, he doesn't move like someone who's 6'3. Now, I'm 6'3. There is not hope in hell that I'm moving the way he does <laughs> not a hope in hell uh, but he so he also got 732 yards and 11 touchdowns on the ground in his first his first year and then he followed that up in 2019 despite the fact that you would have thought a lot of the teams that he's coming up against would have figured him out he still hit 2,600 passing yards 
19 touchdowns and over 700 rushing yards again. A very accurate comparison in the NFL today to him, I would say, is Taysom Hill. Wow. Now, okay. we've seen we've seen the success that he's had in the role that they've given him um, and the New Orleans Saints have given him. And I, I believe that more NFL teams are going to start taking this approach of having that player like Taysom Hill, not necessarily as a starter like Lamar Jackson. He does that, but he is also their main passing threat. But even just as that dual threat, what is going to happen when he's on the field? Wells has that in abundance. He's shown it for two years. And if he does it again this year, he I really believe that he will get some interest from NFL teams. I'm not going to go as far as say he will be drafted. There are a lot of good quarterbacks in 2021 and he is more than likely going to be one that's coming out this year. Um, he's, he's heading into his fourth year of college now. And as we well know, that's, that's usually the last year that players, that players have. But if he doesn't get picked up in the draft, there is, I have no doubt in my mind that he will at least get into a training camp. And what he's shown so far, he does look like a legit player. I would just, I would have loved to have seen him play at a higher division. It's my only down, it's my only criticism. Well, one thing that seems to be working in his favour, if, if, if there is an effective comparison to Taysom Hill, is it's often said that the NFL is a copycat league and we've just seen the success that the Saints have had with those one-off plays with Taysom Hill, where we don't know if he's going to run with the ball because he can pass the ball as well. You know, there are some people out there that think that Taysom Hill deserves a shot at, at a starting job. Um, yeah. The Saints bringing in Jameis Winston probably suggests that he's going to be continued to, to, to be used on trick plays. But it, teams will be looking at the success that the Saints have had and looking, looking at a guy like Rogan Wells and, and thinking they can utilise him in a similar way. Trying to find their own version of him, yeah. Definitely. Now, I think, I think I've cheated with my lower school wildcard player and by all means, tell me if I have because the University of Buffalo is an FBS team. So it's, it's in that sort of top tier of 124 schools. Um, there's a running back there by the name of Jared Patterson. Now, just looking at his stats on the screen, 124. 1,799 yards in 2019, nearly six yards per carry, 20 total touchdowns. He did only have 13 receptions, so he's not going to be used very much in the passing game. What do we know, if anything, about Jared Patterson? Because to me, at the minute, it's just uh, it's just numbers on a screen that, that, that spell this guy can run. Yeah, he's... Um, I wouldn't say it's cheated because a lot of... Um... A lot of other experts within the industry and um, analysis uh, analyzers within the industry have have put him as a sleeper in the 21 draft because there are some good running backs that will be coming out. Um, but I, I like what I've seen from him. Um, the, the University of Buffalo, you as you, you say, they are an FBS school, but they are one of the top FBS schools that come to mind when you think about it. Um, but no, he, he looks very good. He, you're, you're right. He's not, I don't want to say he's not good in the passing game because we haven't really had the chance to see that Buffalo don't run that sort of offense. And that's the trouble that you have with a lot of the college running backs. It's not that they can't, they can't catch the ball. They just aren't allowed to in the, um, offensive scheme that a lot of colleges run. They're a run first team. 
Um, but what Garrett um, has shown is he has got phenomenal um, home run speed. He he gets he gets that speed and he's gone. And not only that, um, he's 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 actually quite explosive as well. Like he he can break tackles. It's going to be very interesting to see where he lands if he'll be successful. He's he's one of those sort of running backs at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 intrigued. I'm intrigued. There's, there's, in terms of carries, yards and to- touchdowns last year, there's only one running back in my top 15 that tops Jared Patterson. Who do you think it is? Uh, is it Etienne? It's Tuba Hubbard. Yeah. Now, I've got, I've got Travis Etienne as, as my number one running back. Um, yeah, that's the one. When I was trying to watch Trevor Lawrence's tape, my eyes just kept going to the running back and, and that was a good sign for me. Um Tuba Hubbard, 328 carries. Patterson, 312. Uh, Hubbard broke 2,000 yards last year and 21 touchdowns on the ground. Um, for, for somebody at a school like Buffalo to be putting up numbers comparable to a top two, top three running back, how does that help his stock? And if you were to try and predict now, if... And if so, where do you think he's going to be drafted? I would, It's interesting because he's had a lot of carries. And if you're not one of the top four or five running backs, it, it comes across as a negative if you have too much of a workload. But in my opinion, I'd say he's just, just inside the top 10 of this year's draft class or next year's draft class, sorry. And I would say around the third, third or fourth round he'll go. Um, and if he does, and if he continues to show what he's shown so far, he will be a steal for a team at that price. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you at the moment where he'd go. Obviously, as we know, the, the running back scene in the NFL can change in an instant. However, I, I, in my personal opinion, I would say, yeah, late, late third, early fourth, right, right at this present moment. I think the third round's a great spot for a running back to be taken because sometimes you see teams that, that fix a more glaring need further up the board um, and we've seen some great running backs get taken in the third round I mean you'll know Ash as a Steelers fan am I right in saying that that our mutual friend Lev Bell was picked in the third yes I'm pretty sure Lev Bell was um, as was um, James Connor who we'll, we'll see so we'll see how that goes this year now there seems to there does seem to be a conveyor belt of good young running backs at, at Pittsburgh, so you never know. Jared Patterson might be the next one on that on that conveyor belt. They seem to be taking a running back every year at the minute. Uh, Lev, yeah, Lev Bell was second round, sorry, but um, but yes, you are right. We we seem to hit for the the more of the unknown ones, but we we like our uh, our big ten running backs though, so we'll see. And Anthony McFarlane Jr. this year, he's he's a guy that's got. Injury concerns, but great pace. So are you excited to see him play a role this year? Yeah, and I think he will have a role. Uh, we have got a few guys on the roster now. Obviously, there, there, there has got to be a big concern regarding James Conner because of his injury setbacks that he's had. Um, but I think McFarlane's Conner, um, Jalen Samuels, they'll, they'll make a good group of, of uh, running backs. So I can see, I wouldn't say a committee, I still think James Conner's going to be the main guy there at, unless an injury happens, but I can see McFarland and Samuels um, playing a part for sure. 
I'm excited to see uh, particularly what McFarlane does this year because he was another yeah. guy when watching his tape at, at Maryland last year. He's got some blistering speed, and he's another he's another running back that with every carry he looks like he's got the potential to take it to the house. Yeah, yeah, he he does he does look really good, and I think if he does get an opportunity, whether that be alongside Connor or because of a, an injury to Connor. I, I do expect that he will do well. Um, long term, it's posit- a positive for us. We know that the, the running backs don't have the best life. Um, and Connor showed that last year, that he's already being hit by the injury bug. Having a sort of player like McFarland, even alongside him, is, is, is nothing but a positive, really. So good times ahead in Pittsburgh. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not saying that yet. <laughs> before we uh, before we go, what's more likely? Ohio State win the college playoffs this year or Pittsburgh go to the AFC Championship game? Uh, Ohio State win the playoffs. How do you rate your chances? Uh, following last year, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Obviously, uh, LSU were lights out last season. I think it would have taken a hell of a lot for them to be beaten, as we well saw. Um but we did we did well to get to where we did. We're unfortunate to lose in the Fiesta. Unfortunate's the wrong word. We lost in the Fiesta Bowl to uh, to Clemson. But um, yeah, they're they're always solid, um, and I expect I expect big things again this year from them. They've got some some decent young guys still there, despite losing <clears throat> sorry three of our top guys in what was it the early first round this year they so went younger younger two Akuda at three. Yeah. Who, am I, who am I missing? Um, oh, Damon Arnett was one of, of our course. top cornerbacks as well. So he he's gone, and then obviously um, KJ Hill. Obviously, he wasn't a top pick, but he was one of the better. But he was one of the the standout wide receivers that we had. Obviously, he's left as well this year to go into the uh, NFL. But we've already got players behind them, as we always do, ready to to step up. We've we've shown it at quarterback, losing Haskins, bringing in Fields. Um, we've shown it at running back, some of the running backs that we've produced in the uh, in recent years. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I do I do love the college game. It's a lot of fun because on paper you'd expect it to be very similar to the NFL, but it's it's an entirely different game when you watch it, and it's yeah, it's very entertaining. Yeah, I can't wait. It's sort of my experience up until now has been watching the big games on, on a Saturday night, maybe Florida, Florida State or uh, Alabama, Georgia. And, and it's good to sort of really sink my teeth into into the wider college game this season. Ash, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've had a blast tonight and uh, here's to many more. Yes, a lot of fun. I can't, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting this going. And speaking of getting going, we do have a Twitter account. So uh, please do give us a follow at Five Yard College on Twitter. Don't forget to follow... Uh, Stocks, Murphs and the rest of the gang at Five Yard Rush. Shout out to the brilliant writing team that we've got there as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Down the Man Who Road and you can find Ash at Addicted to underscore FF. Ash, it's been a blast, mate. It really has, yeah. I've had a lot of fun. Take care. Many more. You too. Cheers, See you mate. soon, pal. Ta-ra. Bye-bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods. All at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.